those lyrics are even more special to you uh, as well. But I um, do want to uh, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity this morning. Uh, I do have something kind of funny. Uh, as Buddy was doing the, the scripture reading this morning, he said, And lo, I am with you always. And it reminded me of something my dad used to always tell me. I think my dad's listening, so this is for you, Dad. Um, he always, when I was little, he said I, he didn't want to fly because he said, Jesus isn't up there. He says, and lo, I am with you. So, <laughs> sorry, that's my bad dad joke for this morning. But um, <laughs> love you, Dad. Anyways, um, I want to tell you a little bit about myself real quick as we get started. Uh, I know there's a lot of faces that I've seen. There's a lot of faces that I haven't. I've got to meet a lot of you, but there's still a lot of you that I have not had the chance to, to meet and get to know. And uh, I look forward to, as the days go on, to be able to do that. But um, my name is Brian Carden. I'm the youth pastor here now, and um, I, my wife, Renee, is in the back. We have five children. Um, our two oldest girls, Lauren, lives in Commerce. Lindsay uh, lives in Lawrenceville. And then Corinne is here, um, and uh, she is a sophomore at uh, UNG. And then Brian, my son, just graduated. He's 19. Um, we'll talk a little about him here in just a second. But... Um, and then my daughter, Autumn, it just turned 12, had her birthday this week. She's sitting here as well. So that's my family. We also have four grandchildren, we, and all four are boys. So as you notice, I got four girls and a boy. God decided that I guess we needed more boys. So, um, and I'm also the oldest of four boys. So um, he has a sense of humor because I didn't know anything about girls. And um, my eyes have been wide open over the last... 20, 20 years or so as far as what girls are all about. So it's been, it's been a fun ride. And I also wanted you guys to know that um, uh, my, uh, I, in my appreciation for you, I, I wore my wonderful socks. These are my Reese's socks, and they're just for you. So um, anyways, um, guys, this is a, 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 it's been an interesting year, has it not? 2020 has been crazy. And we're kind of entering into this time of Thanksgiving that we normally celebrate. And um, Thanksgiving is generally where we kind of walk through and think, you know, all the good things that God has done for us. Well, 2020 seems a little harder to think through of how to be thankful, right? So you kind of go through the, the, the topics of the things that we normally would say we're thankful for. So you might start off and say, oh, I'm thankful for my job. Thankful that, I, that I've got a good place to work or I've, I've got income coming in. Well, what happens if this was a year that because of the downturn in the economy and the quarantine and the shutdown, what if you lost your job? How is it, you know, so then you think, well, God, how can I be thankful for my job? Well, then you think of, okay, well, what about my health? Well, what if, um, you know, we always think, well, uh, I'm thankful for my health. Well, what if this was a year that hasn't been good health-wise? What if this was a year that um, you got the coronavirus and maybe now your stamina and your health just isn't what it used to be and you're still struggling? What if you heard those horrible words from a doctor that you had cancer this year? It's kind of hard to be thinking, how can I be thankful for my health? Well, then you think of some of the other things that we, we go through in life as far as that we would kind of grab a hold of and you think of maybe your um, wealth or your security, your money. Well, what if this year your retirement went belly up, right? What happens if during the, the economy, the, the nosedive, it just went all away? Or what if um, because of 
you lost your job, you had to dip into all your savings, and now your savings gone. So now you can't hold on to that. Where's, where's the, it's hard to be thankful for that as well. Well, then you look at, well, what about our nation? Okay, I can be thankful for living in a free country. Well, absolutely, but then you also look around and you see the discord, and everything seems to be upside down right now. There's chaos all around us. We're divided as a country. And then you go, Lord, how can I be thankful about my nation? Well, then what do you think about, okay, I can be thankful for my family. Well, what if, what if in, your, in your situation, in your life, what if you've got family members or maybe it's kids. Maybe you've got um, grown children or even cho- um, children that are still in your home that just aren't living the way they should. Maybe they're struggling. Um, maybe they're the ones that have been sick. Maybe they've had struggles with jobs or whatever. And so it's like, Lord, how can, how can I be thankful for that? Maybe you're just stuck. You ever been there? Maybe this is a year you feel like, I'm just stuck. I'm in a dead-end job. I don't enjoy where I'm at. And you're just feeling lost. Well, there's a lot of negative that I just said there. And this year definitely feels that way in so many ways. In fact, I just felt a little bit of that this week. Uh, As I was getting prepared for this message, uh, I guess God just decided that I needed to have something that kind of hit home for me. My son that I mentioned, um, he's 19, just graduated high school last year. And um, he is now working um, at a job where he's installing pipeline for a gas company, and he's doing some traveling. So uh, he left this early this week. He left on Monday to go down to Savannah to spend the week in Savannah. Well, we get a call Monday night um, from him, and he's frantic. He had just been in a, in, a, in a wreck. And I didn't realize the seriousness of it at the time, but come to find out, we saw the pictures later, uh, the, the company truck that he was driving was just demo- was demolished. It hit him. The person turned left and hit Brian right behind the driver's side door. If it would have been just a few feet forward, my son could have been incredibly hurt, if not worse. So you deal with that, and you think, okay. Uh, thankfully, he was safe, um, or he, was, you know, he wasn't hurt. He was just sore, shook up a good bit. Um, but that wasn't the end of it. Then, Wednesday night, we get a call that one of the guys that he is staying with down there um, has now got COVID. So now we start thinking through the, the ramifications of what that looks like for our family. Now Thanksgiving, now it puts our, our Thanksgiving into jeopardy. Um, may not be able to go up to Tennessee this year and see my family. Um, just so you know, Brian, um, he did come home this weekend, but he didn't come to our home. He's staying in a hotel this week. He also, I guess, let me finish that story. He did, he has tested on Thursday and he tested negative. So he was negative, but there's still protocols in place. And so there's been this frustration in my heart with this year and with this silly thing called COVID. And unfortunately, I've probably taken that out. I have, I've taken it out on my family. And um, so I've lived it too. And so I get... If you're, you're feeling all these frustrations and there's these things as, as far as life and how it's been this year, and you go, God, it's now Thanksgiving and I just don't feel thankful. I want to remind you and remind us of two of the greatest words in all of Scripture. And you just heard it in this song just a minute ago. And it's, but God. And so if you, I want to walk us through some Scripture where you see um, this word, but, followed by 
what God does. Generally speaking, when you hear the word but, it's not good, right? Um, generally, when you hear um, the word but, it goes, it's followed by bad news. So it might be one of those scenarios where you've been a great employee, but your boss comes up to you and goes, man, you've been a great employee, but we're going to have to let you go, right? Um, could be that you've been in a relationship. Um, your girlfriend or your boyfriend says, you know, you've been great, but <laughs> it's over. I'm gonna, we're going to break up, right? Uh, it could be that you've been, um, you were one of the candidates for a job, and the, 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 the person calls you up, the one that was doing the hiring, and says, you know, you had a great resume, you, you, you got a lot of personality, we think you'd be great, but, right, we've, we've gone with another candidate. So generally speaking, in our world, when we hear that word but, it's followed by bad news. It's followed by things that we don't want to hear. But this is what I love about our Lord. This is what I love about who Jesus is and who God is. He flips the script. Just instead of hearing when you see the word but and then followed by bad news, Jesus flips the script and gives us the best news ever. So if you would, turn in your, in your Bibles. We're going to start in Romans, and we're going to look at a few things of, th of ways we can be thankful for this year with this word, but God. Um, Romans 5, this, I, you, most everybody will probably know this, um, 5.8, but I want to start with verse 6 just to get a feel for um, what your, uh, to kind of get a little context. If you look at Romans 5, verse 6, it says this, For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person would would dare even to die. And here's where he flips the script. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, it's kind of interesting there. You think about that and you think about what you would be willing to die for. What would you in your world be willing to die for? Obviously, your first thought comes up to, I know mine does, is my family. If something happened to my family uh, and it was me or them, it's, all, it's me, right? You know, you, you die for your kids, you die for your spouse, you die for your mom, your dad, your, your brothers, your sisters, whatever. You die for your family. Maybe you would die for a friend. But would you die for somebody that you don't like? Would you die for that person that picks on you at school? Would you die for that person that's just been hateful to you? Would you die for that person that just cuts you off in traffic earlier this morning, right? But that's what God did here. He showed his immense love for us. That while we were still dead in our transgressions, while we were still sinners, we were enemies of his, he died for us. He showed his ultimate love for us in that. But if you, kinda, if you wanna continue that thought process and look at what God's love truly means, and you think, okay, well, that's, he died for us, he, got his, he, he has his love for us, but Brian, you don't know what I've done. You don't know the things that I've done, the things that I've said, the way that I've acted. God's not going to love me anymore. Well, let me give you some encouragement and some hope as far as what Scripture says about what can separate us from God's love. If you look at just a few pages over Romans chapter 8, 
verses 35, or we'll start in verse 35. It says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, or famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if you're wondering, man, is there anything that can separate me from God's love? The answer is simply no. There's nothing. What a reassurance in our lives, especially in this year, that no matter what we've gone through, no matter what has happened, that nothing can separate us from God's love in our, um, in our lives. So the first point you can see, what can we be thankful for? God's love for us while we were still sinners. All right, let's continue on. What else can we be thankful for? This word, I'm using this thought process, um, but God. If you would, we're going to turn to 2 Timothy real quick. It's also in the New Testament. I generally always tell that to, to my students to help them um, with where, they're, where things are in Scripture. But we're in 2 Timothy 2, verse 19. And this is um, uh, Paul speaking to Timothy. 2 Timothy 2, verse 19, he said, But God's firm foundation stands... Bearing this seal, and then listen to this, this next phrase, the Lord knows those who are His. The Lord knows those who are His. Did you realize that? That if you are God's child, He knows you. He knows your hurts. He knows your thoughts. He knows your sadness. He knows your struggles. He knows everything about what you've gone through. He actually... He knows everything that you've gone through in 2020. He knows how hard it's been to quarantine. He knows how hard it's been to walk through this year. Remember after um, Jesus was crucified and he appears to his disciples, one of the things that he tells is he says, um, um, touch his, he says, touch my side, put, put your, you know, feel my hands. They got to, he goes, look, look at what I've gone through. It's kind of this way of saying, look, I understand your pain. I understand your hurt. I understand your struggle. God's been there. He's walked this earth, and he's seen, he's seen much worse than we have, right? Um, one of the most heinous ways to die, our Savior experienced that for us. So we can rest in that knowledge of knowing that um, God knows you. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows where you are today and what you've gone through all this year. And he knows you. All right, so let's continue on. What can we be thankful for? So we've got God's love for us while we were sinners. God knows you. And then thirdly, God's mercy has made us alive with Christ. We just, uh, we're going to turn to the book of Ephesians. Um, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Gal uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Uh, this is actually where the, the, the song that we just sang a few minutes ago, where it's pulled from, is um, from this, this book here in Scripture. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. It says this, But God, 
being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Think about that again. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive in Christ. You know, have you ever felt just lost and lonely and just kind of dead in life? Well, when you're a believer, when you are his child, you're alive in him. And what an amazing, reassuring thing that no matter what we go through in this life, that because of his rich mercy, that we are now made alive. We were dead in our transgressions, but now we are alive in Christ. And what an amazing gift that he has given us um, through, his, uh, through his son to be able to do so that we can have, that his mercy has made us alive. So you've got these, um, his love, and you see his, that he knows us, you see his mercy. And then next I want to look at um, God's strength. If you go right in the middle of Scripture, um, I love the fact that Buddy loves to, to, to read our Scripture readings from Psalm because it's all about praising him, is it not? And so it makes a lot of sense to read from Psalm. But Psalm 73, verse 26. I just want to read you a quick verse here. If you felt weak this year, if you felt like, I just can't do it anymore. God, I can't make this. It's just too hard. I can't do any more of this quarantining stuff. Um, I know that's how I have felt. I'm done with it. I don't want to do this anymore. But look at Psalm 73, verse 26. It says this, My flesh and my heart may fail. And boy, do I feel that way sometimes. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. What an amazing gift, what an amazing thought that we don't have to do this. My flesh, my heart fails, but God is my strength and he is my portion forever. Cling to those things. I hope that's an encouragement to you today that God is your strength no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happened in your life. God is your strength in the moment right now. And then lastly, thinking about what can we be thankful for um, this year. Um, I want to pick, remember a scene from God's Word. When Jesus has uh, been crucified, he's now been resurrected. Do you remember what the disciples were doing right after the, um, about this time? There's a verse in Scripture we're going to read in just a second, but the, the disciples, it says, are locked up in a room because they were afraid of, their, uh, of the Jews. Think about that for just a second. The disciples, everything that they've just, they've followed Jesus for three years. They've seen him do miracles. They've seen him raise men from the dead. They've seen him heal the sick, the blind, the lame, all these things that they've seen. And then they've witnessed him die. And not just you know, collapse and die, he was brutally executed in a very torturous manner, in a way that was just gruesome. Can ima only imagine to have seen that, what that was going through their minds. Because now, think about it. They're followers of this man, 
in their heads, they're thinking, we're next. They're coming after us. So you've got these disciples that are sitting here. They're lost. They're scared. They don't know what to do. It sounds a little bit about maybe some of the things how we have felt maybe this year, right? Lost, scared, not sure what to do, not sure what's next, what's our future, do we have a future? Turn with me to John chapter 20, and I want you to see Jesus' response to his disciples in this moment, a very real moment for um, the disciples. This is John chapter 20, and we're going to start in verse 19. It says, On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. It says, Jesus, Then Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. So, it's kind of interesting, depending on which translation of Scripture that you're reading, um, it very likely says, then Jesus came. It doesn't say that he walked through the doors. It doesn't say he walked through the wall. I don't know how he got there, but it says, then Jesus came, and he appears before, because it says the doors were locked, and then all of a sudden Jesus is there. So I'm not sure exactly how, but Jesus is there in their midst, in their presence. Then Jesus came. It's almost like what we've just been talking about. But God, but Jesus came. And he says to them in that moment, probably the darkest moment of their life, the, most, the, the moment that was their, their most fearful, he says, peace be with you. And on its surface, you just hear peace be with you, and you think, well, that's a nice sentiment, Jesus. Um, that's really cool that you would say, peace be with you. But I want you guys to, you got, we got to dig into that just a little bit more. Um, roll back to John. He's reminding the disciples of what he had told them um, just a few weeks before. John chapter 14, verse 26. He says this to his disciples. These things have I spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And then if you go back again, back to right here in this situation. So you, well, let me back up. He says, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will teach you these things. Bring to your remembrance. And he goes, peace I leave with you. He's leaving the Holy Spirit. Peace equals the Holy Spirit. If you go into now, if you, if you go back to chapter 20, um, we just, he goes at when he, it says, Then Jesus came and stood among them, said to them, Peace be with you. It says, When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. I'm sure they were. Jesus said to them again. So he repeats it a second time. He wanted them not to miss this part. Peace be with you. As the Lord sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. I don't think it's a coincidence here that Jesus talking about peace be with you and then talking about the Holy Spirit. 
This year's been rough. But what can we be thankful for? Peace be with you. We have the Holy Spirit. We don't have to be like the Israelites in the Old Testament where they had to um, go to the tavern or go to a place where, Jesus, where God was, where the Lord was. And, you know, the, the, the priest had to have a rope tied around him if they went into the holies of holies because if they had any sin in their lives or iniquities, they, were to die, they would die and then had to be, you know, dragged back out. God now lives in us. Peace be with you. So what can we be thankful for this year? And in amongst all this negative, all this junk that we've all gone through, well, actually, we can be thankful for a lot. But God showed his love that while we were still sinners, he died for us. And we can never, ever be separated from that. God also says he knows you intimately and in a real and personal way. If you're his, he knows you. God shows his mercy and has made us alive in Christ. We aren't dead any longer, but we're alive in him. God gives us his strength to get through tough times, and this has been a tough year. And then also God gives us peace. He gives us the Holy Spirit. So as we kind of wrap things up today, uh, I was going to ask um, Larry and the band to come back up. And I just want, you know, no matter what you guys any of us, if you've gone through today in 2020, um, in this year, you can be thankful and find rest and hope in the arms of, of our Lord and Savior because he has given us his love, he's given us his mercy, he knows us, he's given us his strength, he's given us his peace. So maybe you're here today and um, this is Kind of all sounds kind of foreign to you. You don't have a relationship with the Lord. You know, there's no better day than today for salvation. Um, you can have that relationship with the Lord. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It's as simple as that. It has nothing to do with anything you do, but everything of what Christ did on the cross. So if this is you today, make it your day. So then you can experience God's peace and his mercy and his love and all those things.